Chad Hayden with Moonshiners Barbecue, the 19th annual Jack Daniels World Barbecue Champion, and this is Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how you doing? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what?! Eight, two, three, four, I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. Hey, you found the Barbecue Central show, whether on purpose or mistake. It's no matter. It's a show that talks about barbecue and grilling stuff. We like that. You like that. Let's like it together. Still to come on this show, Ryan and Coy from Pits and Spits. So if you're tuning into the second hour, don't go anywhere. Give me a few minutes to get loose, and then we'll have Ryan and Coy here. I believe this is the first show in recent memory, long recent memory, that we are all Skype all the time. How about that? Technology playing a role once again in the success of this show. Trust me. Uh, don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram or on Twitter and Facebook.com slash BBQ Central Show if you are only a Facebooker. And a lot of people, especially in this demographic, are Facebookers only. They don't get Twitter. They may or may not get Instagram. I say this. If you are into taking pictures of your food and you're not on Instagram, man, you're missing the boat. Easy exposure, easy way to build a fervent audience base, fan base, whatever. And the way smart devices are anymore, boy, I want to sound like an old guy. The pictures or the cameras are so good. You can take great shots on your phone, frame them right, get them lit right, take them right. You have a 10,000 followers before you know it. Not me. Not me. I try. But you could. Everybody else seems to be able to get there. I try. We're almost there. We're almost at 3,500 followers on Instagram. So please, I beg of you. If you're not on Instagram, sign up for an account. If you don't want to post anything, just follow me for crying out loud at BBQ Central Show. Uh, Ryan and Coy from Pits and Spits in a couple seconds. If you've always been interested in their pits, it's definitely going to be a segment or two you're going to want to listen to. Because we will talk about their products. We will also talk about what continues... To be an emergence of, I guess, what I would call traditional pit manufacturers, offset dudes and gals who make these for decades. Offset pits of varying lengths and sizes and so forth. 
getting into the pellet cooker market. <laughs> Do you remember, was it a year ago or whatever, I had Richie Robin from Gator Pit on? And he was introducing his pellet cooker. And he was all geeked. I think I got about five sentences in the whole segment. Had the whole thing laid out how I wanted to steer that. And he just took that car right over. But he was excited. Putting a pellet cooker inside of a gator. Well, Pits and Spits has joined that as well. So we're going to talk to them about why are they getting into the pellet cooker segment. When you're seen as a leader in one segment, why are you getting into a different one that seems to be overrunneth with manufacturers at the moment? That being the pellet cooker industry. But nevertheless, 10 minutes from now, Ryan and Coy will be here and we'll chat about all that. Your phone calls and emails, if you wish, 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com if you want to email. I have something to tell you about, and it's a new rib method. Get ready. If you don't have your pen and pencil or some type of writing utensil, I will wait exactly three seconds before I go. A little listening music here first. All right, you had your time. Now, credit where credit should be due or is due or will be due. I credit Malcolm Breed's YouTube channel. He's the pitmaster of... Oh, crap. I don't know. His team has completely slipped my mind. Uh, Okay, I got it. Killer Hogs. Jeez. Hello. Uh, But more importantly, his YouTube channel, which is how to BBQ right or how to barbecue right. Also, credit going to Heath Riles, formerly of Victory Lane. Does anybody know what happened to Victory Lane? Was that not Heath's brand? Was he working for a Victory Lane or something like that? Because now it's just like Heath Riles sauces and rubs and butter bath and whatever. But this is Heath's rib method. So if you're looking for a new way to do it, or you're feeling a little froggy and you want to separate out one weekend, do something a little different, caveat here before we get going if you are a competitor and you're listening to the show live and your next contest is this coming weekend I'm not going to be the guy that's going to sit here and tell you to try this method if you've never done it before directly at a competition but it's certainly at your discretion it's very simple I did it this past weekend and I have to say All in all, some of the best ribs I have ever cooked, period. By the way, this method that they show on the How to Barbecue Right YouTube's channel was done on a Traeger Timberline 850. I just happened to have one of those. Lucky me. I would assume that the most important part of these are time frames and temperatures. So pay specific attention to what I'm about to tell you. Here we go. Go ahead and get yourself a rack of St. Louis 
spare ribs, my favorite. Trim them up nice. Uh, if you want to really do like a competition trim and get some of those flappers off, that's certainly up to you. Do whatever you want to do with the leftover meat as you trim them up. But uh, square or rectangle them off as you see fit. I did very little trimming because it was for me and I don't compete. Set the Traeger 850 at 275 degrees. So that is going to be your operating temperature. Whether you're cooking on a stick burner or a Weber Smoky Mountain and or other charcoal-fueled cooker supplementing with wood chunks for wood smoke or any type of pellet cooker. Get it to 275. Let it hum along there for a little bit. Now, he says when it comes to applying rub, he's not a huge guy as far as time to sit on the meat. By the way, he does prefer yellow mustard as a binder before you put on the rub. I know we just talked to Stephen Reichland in the first hour about other binders other than yellow mustard, but Heath does prefer the yellow mustard when he does it, so he does a stream down the center of the meat and or the bone side, rubs it in, not a lot, and then goes through with the rub. In the video, Heath was using three different rubs. Uh, They were using the phrase building layers of flavor, which I am a subscriber to. I didn't use three on my rack. I used two. I used the Big Papa Smoker's Sweet Money Rub, and then I followed that up with a healthy dose of Meat Church's Honey Bacon Rub. Both are marvelous together. Taste and color. Winner, winner, ribs for dinner. And again, 15 to 20 minutes. Let it sit there. Let it tack up a little bit. Let it sweat. And then onto the cooker. Untouched. Two hours at 275 degrees. After two hours, pull the lid. And according to Heath, he looks for the dry touch on the rib. So he's looking for that nice color. And again, depending on what kind of rubs you're actually using and what color are in those rubs, that's going to affect how your ribs look. Okay, But he's looking for the dry touch, which means he actually puts his finger down onto the rack a couple different places. And if his finger comes up dry, that's what he's looking for. Then, double foil. Double foil. Now, Heath uses extra rub down. And then he uses his butter bath product, which takes place of liquid and butter and brown sugar and honey. He's got that all wigged out in one mixture. So all you have to do is add, I believe, your apple juice to the butter bath mix and then put three quarters of a cup in with the rack, double foil, tighten it up, back on the cooker, one hour. Then after one hour, open that up and check. Thermapen, what? (laughs) Temp the ribs. First time ever in my life I've actually temped ribs. After one hour, get into the foil, temp the ribs, looking for somewhere between 206 to 210. Don't want to go too high because they will fall apart quickly. So, you know, in that 206 to 210 range, then pull them out of the foil, put them on a rack or back on the cooking grid if you want, glaze if you want to at that point, 15 minutes at 275 to uh, tack it up a little bit. Then that's it. Pull them off, 
Let them rest up a little bit. And then get your slicing knife. Cut them. I had good moisture. The flavor from my rubs was right. But all in all, pretty quick. Pretty good. Pretty solid. Very excited. Wanted to share it with you. Uh, So thanks to Malcolm Reed and Heath Riles for allowing me to regurge right here in the second hour. Much appreciated. Again, just go to Malcolm Reed's YouTube channel, How to Barbecue Right, and I believe it's the first video listed right now as the most recent release, the Heath Riles competition ribs video. But it's literally that easy. Trim them up, rub them up, 275, two hours, foil, one hour, pull them out, glaze them if you want, or let them dry up for another 15 minutes at 275, and away you go. Coy and Ryan from Pits and Spits coming up right after this. I want to talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the number one online shop for all things barbecue. Their curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies gets you on the better path to barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From the award-winning rubs and sauces to the American-made grills and smokers, they got something for every type of outdoor cook. They have Great championship rubs, like I just told you about Sweet Money, yes, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition circuit and in my backyard. They offer 13 perfectly balanced flavors that transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. Whether you're cooking to impress judges or friends, Big Papa's award-winning rubs and seasonings just don't disappoint. They've also teamed up with Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form that West Coast offense. That's the flavor profile, by the way, that many of the top cooks across the country are winning with. So stop by their site and pick some up today. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce. If you're looking for that new go-to barbecue sauce, Granny's traditional yet powerful flavor reminds us why you fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Granny's Barbecue Sauce, other top-rated barbecue sauces, all available at BigPapaSmokers.com. But don't forget about these great cookers. Looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use? Yeah. Check out the Mac 2-Star General Pellet Grill. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, and even offers special packages. If you're not a fan of pellet cookers, okay, take a look at the Old Hickory Ace BP. It's the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition barbecue trailer. By the way, that cooker helped him win grand champion this past weekend in Temecula. Am I saying that right? If you're a backyard barbecue enthusiast looking for a durable and versatile grill that will last forever, the M-Grill from Texas is just what you need. They're built like tanks. Not sure of what kind of grill you need? Well, you really can't go wrong with any of the cookers featured at BigPapaSmokers.com. They have something for every kind of backyard cook and budget. It's clear that Big Papa Smoker is the place to go for all things barbecue. Every product featured on their website, hand-selected to help you barbecue better. Boost your barbecue skills with the help of Big Papa Smokers. Call them if you've got questions, 877-828. 0727 or visit the website bigpapasmokers.com. That's B I G P O P P A smokers.com. Pits and Smiths. <laughs> Pits and Spits. Out of the break. Stick around. Be right back. Show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue Bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. 
Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Hey, committed cooks, make sure you head over to smokinwithsmithfield.com and apply for the 2019 Committed Cooks program. That's right. Make sure you get down with that. Also, if you are putting on a contest and you are interested in applying for the 2019 Smithfield grant program, be sure to do that at smokinwithsmithfield.com as well. That goes till the end of the month, I believe. And make sure that you... Do both of those at that website, smokingwithsmithfield.com. Again, the uh, Committed Cooks program is 25 bucks for the shipping charge, open to the first 500 applicants. So be sure to get in early as uh, that has a tendency to sell out very quickly. All right. Well, of course, I am having a uh, tremendous issue with Skype right now, so I'm going to have to reboot that one real quick so we can get Coy and Ryan back up. Well, that's not going to work, of course. I mean, how can every other screen be working and that doesn't work? This is my lifeline. This is my life's blood. Why are you going to crap out on me now? These two guys have had a horrific night already with Boston putting a whooping. Oh, don't install a new version now. I didn't even want that. I mean, I know I say it each and every show that I hate Skype, but I mean, Skype, you can't make me hate you more than I already do. I hate your guts. I would wish for your eminent demise if you were a human being, but you're not. You're not a human being, which kind of makes it even worse, I think. All right, let's see. I need uh, our, there we go. Jeez. I mean, it, it is such a pain in the ass. It used to be so easy with Skype. It really did. And then they decided to just unanimously screw with it to a huge degree and making it terrible. But whatever. All right, folks, we are on a roll when it comes to pit builder discussions. And tonight, we keep that trend going. If you are on the market for a pit or a grill or a pellet cooker, just to name a few, then you might want to pay special attention to the next segment or two. So let's go ahead. And race the Traeger Grills hotline. And welcome first-timers to the show, Ryan and Coy from Pits and Spits. Gents, how are we this evening? Uh, we're okay. We're okay. I think you've captured some of our emotions. So Yeah, well, I mean, you get, uh, you, get a, you get an early call or a late call to go to the Astros game only to have your hearts ripped out by a grand slam. Oh, jeez. The bastard's nerve, right? 
I was lucky enough to uh, be able to see that launch angle, and there was no doubt about that one either. So yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that <laughs> was all hope was lost. That that was a hit, no doubt. So uh, all right, guys. Well, I yeah. appreciate you joining me here this evening. It's uh, Ryan and Coy from Pits and Spits. Uh, I guess before we get into the cookers and so forth, uh, let's go ahead and grab a quick history on each one of you. Uh, where you're from originally, uh, where you might be now, uh, maybe what you've done even in the past, if it hasn't uh, always been with pits and spits. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and start with Ryan, and we'll go down the line. Yes, yeah, so uh, I've owned, I'm, I'm Ryan, for any of those that don't know our beautiful faces. Uh, I've owned pits and spits for about four years. I originally grew up in a small town outside of Houston called Belleville. Uh, went to the University of Texas and several years later after graduation, I found myself owning a uh, 35-year-old uh, pit manufacturing company that was looking for a little, a little life in it. So I've uh, been doing that since and I've really, really enjoyed it. And I think, feel like we've done a lot of, uh, a lot of interesting things here. So um, hopefully, you know, everyone else agrees. So, Ryan, how about you? Hi, I'm Coy. If you've called in, you've probably talked to me first. Um, I'm an endangered species. I'm a native-born Houstonian. Uh, I grew up uh, down near Galveston. Uh, went to a little school we like to call Yale by the Jail, which was U of H downtown, or Harvard on the Bayou, as we like to call it. And uh, did a stint in oil and gas, uh, as uh, most of us that have been in there any time were Became uh, semi-retired from oil and gas, mm. uh, and that, that usually means a layoff, but uh, started doing the outside sales work for uh, Ryan a couple of years ago, and things progressed, and things have just gone uh, the way they have, and we're going to ride the train. Uh, Ryan, I don't know if it seems out of the ordinary that a pit manufacturing company would, would come up for sale, but I mean, how do you stumble across the opportunity and... What struck you as having that be an opportunity you'd want to take at that point? Yeah, so I'm, you know, I, my grandfather was a rancher. We grew up. I was in, I was in ag, you know, a couple times. I was, I'm gonna brag on myself. I was our best welder my senior year of high school, <laughs> uh, and so when <laughs> I was kind of deciding that, you know, doing the the corporate thing or really having someone else tell me what to do all the time was wasn't really for me. And looked at a few different opportunities, and I saw this one and thought, you know, like it's a good brand, got a loyal customer base, uh, kind of just needs some TLC, and I kind of get it from a physical perspective, and it just made a ton of sense. So that's how we that's how we found it. So can you give me the elevator story of Pits and Spits if people aren't familiar? Yeah, so we, Pits and Spits is one of the originators of the uh, offset smoker pit when it comes to. Uh, commercial perspective, meaning that back in the early 80s, uh, you couldn't really go to Home Depot, not just because Home Depot didn't exist, but you couldn't go to a, a big box store and buy an offset smoker and take it home with you. Yeah. Uh, people at that time were still making uh, pits out of bricks or you know traditional pits in their backyard, um, in the ground. And uh, the guys, uh, the, the two sets of brothers, they're actually stepbrothers that founded Pits and Spits, um, really took it from a uh, from kind of a hobby uh, to a business itself. So uh, they they owned that for you know 15 to 20 years, and then when when we got a hold of it in about in 2014, 
uh, we really try to invigorate that spirit and, and bring that same high quality um, as well as, you know, high touch look uh, to the backyard for, for as many people as possible. Where did the name come from? It is, uh, it's just a play on a barbecue pit and a spit. So just as obvious that, as it seems, it, nothing it, hidden or anything like that? Correct, correct. There's, <laughs> there's no one that's ever been associated with the business name Pits or Spits, which is actually pretty funny. I mean, I've had several people ask me which one I am, and I just, <laughs> depending on, you know, how, what kind of mood I am, I either agree or just look like, I'm, look like I've never heard of it. So, uh, Coy, being the sales guy here or or one of the sales guys you know houston especially ripe with some of the most prolific pit makers in the history of pit making uh, you guys of course pits by jj pit maker richie robin from gator pit david close obviously a legend in the pit making industry why is houston like the centerpiece of pit building how did that come to be you think well, in ancient times, they used to say all roads led to Damascus. And in modern times, with oil and gas, all roads lead to Houston. This is where the action is. This is where the business is going to be done that makes the world go round. So when you talk about barbecue specifically, rig hands like to eat. And they like to eat good food that's cooked on big pits. And so... Houston has a natural inclination to pit manufacturing. You know, for a while, our main business was doing barbecue trailers that would go rig site for, I don't know, probably 15 years. Uh, with the downturn that we've had over the past couple of years, and, you know, it's coming back now over the past year or so, uh, we're starting to see that business come back. But it, it was dormant for a couple of years and then kind of went into hibernation. Uh, with that being said, you know, pit manufacturing, you know, like with close, you, you get a lot of engineers that get into manufacturing, a lot of guys that like to tinker, a lot of guys that like to figure things out. Um, you know, you have a couple of the, one of the companies in town, they're a, spin, they're, they're, they're a branch off of us from back in the 90s. Um, so it did, you know, but... It's it's a hotbed. It makes for good competition, which is fun. So I guess that was kind of my next question, and either of you two can answer it if you want. Was there ever a time when you thought, hey, it's so ripe with pit manufacturers here in Houston, maybe we should move out a handful of hours or move to another part of the state just to kind of stand off, or does it not really matter? No, I, I don't think it really matters at all. I mean, with the Internet and the way that – you know, almost every marketplace now is a global marketplace. There's there's no real reason to try and, you know, move outside of it, but it's also kind of fun because we get to kind of know what each other are doing and know who the players are. Uh, and it's kind of nice to kind of have a pulse on the market, you know, right down the street. Is it pretty amicable between all you guys out there, or can it get contentious? If you, I mean, do you guys hang out? Uh, I wouldn't say we hang out, but I think that's just because we all are, you know, different ages, different backgrounds. And so I think as far as, far as I know, it's amicable. I mean, if, if if someone else knows different, then that's news to me. Uh, Ryan and Coy joining me here on the show from Pits and Spits. The website, of course, is Pits and Spits. That's uh, P-I-T-T-S and Spits is S-P-I-T-T-S dot com if you want to check it out here while we're talking. 
So, as I had mentioned, a vast landscape of pit builders out there. So, if somebody picks up the phone or drops you an email and says, hey, I'm interested in looking at a pit, how do you start somebody off from that initial contact and walking them through the the purchase process? Because, obviously, especially with your kind of pits, it can get pretty custom and, and pretty unique pretty quick. Well, if, if I'm the one that answers or the one that sees the email, the first thing I do is uh, make sure Koi is fielding that because <laughs> I get to do all the fun administrative stuff. <laughs> so I let him take care of the sales and, uh, and the, most of the customer-facing stuff. It first question is stick burner or pellet. And once we determine what they're accustomed to and what they're looking for, We'll go from there. You know, if they're a stick burner, then I'm probably going to try and steer them and, and recommend a combo pit. Or if they're dead set on a, a you know an old school offsetter, we'll see what we can do. But you know, the the pellet is king right now. It's probably a twenty to one ratio. Really? Yes. Twenty to one that you're that, that you guys are selling right now. Twenty pits and spits pellet cookers to one offset. That's about right. Holy yeah, and I, and I think I think part of why that is is because of uh, you know kind of the price point we play in, and that you know we're it's more of a, a higher end product as it is. So, a lot of times when you're in that when you're in that arena, people want the cooker to cook for itself, right? I, I, well, we'll get into the the all that here in just a minute. <laughs> so, if when you're determining pellet or stick burner i mean have you ever turned somebody one way or the other like do they think that this stick burner is going to act like a pellet cooker or vice versa and you got to make sure that they have that full grasp before they decide to purchase typically the clientele that comes into our office physically for the nickel tour and and to talk to me specifically they're usually going to be a little bit more educated and, and have some experience, right? They're not going to just. We don't get a lot of. Uh, we don't get a lot of uh, window shoppers. Noobs. Yeah, we don't get a lot of window shoppers. We don't get a lot of looky loos, yep. and we don't get a lot of novices. We will get some, but more more of them have been cooking for a while. We get a lot of gray collar. Uh, you know, it's typically going to be somebody from a, you know related to oil and gas in some way, shape, or form. If they're coming here, that's typically the profile we see. Uh, and so they're familiar with the brand. You know, when, when we're talking to prospective dealers across the country, one of my first questions is, do you carry a brand that gets written into wills? And it usually throws everybody. And the reason is, is who gets Pat Paul's Pits and Spits is a reason is a subject of debate when the will is read here in Houston. Yeah. And so we go through that process and most of them, they probably have one of our pits a lot of times and they're, they've heard about the pellet and they just want to see it. Um, but if they're undecided, we just look and see, you know, what's your experience level? Are you looking to stay up all night or are you just looking for a barbecue pit? And we just take them down that path, and, and they let them, at the end of the day, they make the decision. All right, so what kind of models and opening price points are we looking at right now? Uh, if you're looking at a stick burner, you're probably going to start out at around 2500 
and it's going to go up depending on what you what you want and what size. You know, you can go with a – I like to start folks at a 24 by 36 as far as the footprint, mm -hmm. and it goes all the way up to 30 by 60. Uh, then, of course, with the pellet, the pellet has a little bit lower entry point on the price. Uh, you can get the Maverick 850 starting at around 1750 uh, all the way up to the, you know, to the big boy, to the 2000, which is going to start out at around 3000, but it's, you know, it's 2000 square inches of cook space. It's, it's a beast. Um, we'll, uh, we'll get into the pellet cooker here after the break, but, um, from a offset pit side, do you stock anything? So like ready to ship out or is it all custom build no matter what? And if it is, what kind of a lead time are you looking at right now? So, in this business and in, you know, dealing with steel, no, we do not keep inventory. Uh, there, there are no pits on the showroom floor that you can take home with you. Uh, typically, lead time, of course, is, is the giant in the room that everybody's concerned about. With a pellet, you're probably looking at three to four weeks to ship. With a stick burner, I like to have that around five to six. So, I mean, that's a pretty tight turnaround compared to like a Primitive or a Moberg or, you know, some of these guys are a year or two years or, you know, five, six months out. Uh, I, I you know, and that's the earliest. In the back. I'm sorry? We've got some great guys in the back. Yeah. Well, I mean, at, at, at three or four weeks, I mean, that's that's a that's a huge turnaround. So, um, yeah, we, we, we've, they've been doing this for, on average, you know, 12 years. Uh, and so they can make anything from a backyard pit all the way to we can take the biggest you know piece of sheet metal that our roller can can process and turn that into a, to kind of a commercial trailer uh, offset smoker in about a month. So right, and well, and so it's all relative, right? So when we, part of the reason why we're at three to four weeks is because the demand is currently high, right? We've had a very good market response to our product. So there's a lot of demand. Uh, you know, if all things were equal, the guys could pump out a pit probably in a day, a single, right? Um, but as it stands, where our production is towards its three to four weekly, and we do everything we can to make it as short as possible. But there are some things you can't uh, you can't cut corners on quality. From a signature line, uh, I know that you guys carry a Jess Priles or a, a JP line of cookers. Do you have or have you done other signature lines, or do you have other ones that are going to be coming out? That's the only one we've done at this point. Uh, Jess has been a good friend of ours for a few years, and she took a lot of you know care and thought when she you know designed that fit. And it made a lot of sense to us. I think if uh, there may be other opportunities to do signature lines, but I think as of right now, um, we just want to be the best at what we do. I know that's kind of a that's kind of a generic response, but uh, that's really. I mean, that, that's we, we want we want everyone to feel like they're getting the best product they possibly can when they buy one of our buy one of our products. All right, guys, uh, can I hold you over for uh, one more segment here? We'll get a little bit more in-depth on that pellet cooker? 
Sure. Sounds right. good. Stand by. We're talking with uh, Ryan uh, Zobrel and Coy Christoffel from Pits and Spits. So stick with me here through the break. I will talk to you quickly about Southside Market and Barbecue. Established in 1882, Southside Market and Barbecue, the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. They've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. They offer premium Central Texas barbecue products, slow-smoked over real wood, shipping, distributing, manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S., from food trucks to multi-chain restaurants. Southside Sausage can be on your menu, too. All meats are processed in the on-site USDA-inspected facility, a trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. Wholesale options available, shipping nationwide via FedEx, food service distribution through Cisco, U.S. Foods, and Martin Foods, some of the biggest players out there in the industry. Co-packaging capable from research and development to package completion. They can follow your recipe or help you develop something brand new. Private label opportunities also available. What does that mean? Well, that means... If you have a barbecue restaurant or you're a food truck and you want to add your own brand of sausage, but you want to use something that Southside already has available, they will take their beef sausage or their cheddar jalapeno sausage, and now they'll put their name on the package, put your name on the package, and away you go. So it looks like yours, but it's really a tried-and-true product of Southside Market Barbecue. By the way, everybody's winning. Here's what you do. Hit the website, southsidemarket.com. For more information, you get 10% off when you order all of your online stuff when you use coupon code BBQ Central. One word, lowercase, BBQ Central. And that's online orders only, southsidemarket.com. That's southsidemarket.com. Roy, uh, Roy, Ryan and Coy coming up out of the break. Pits and spits. Stick around. Be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back to this portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. Learning new skills each and every day. Visit more by, uh, or find out more by visiting Fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. And we are rejoined by the dudes over at Pits and Spits, Ryan and Coy. Gents, appreciate you hanging with me through the break there. All right, so, you know, I see, uh, as we had just mentioned, that Pits and Spits offering the uh, pellet-fired cooker now. And, you know, for many traditional pit builders that there are in your area, it seems both perfect. This is just me talking, by the way. It seems perfect and ridiculous all at the same time that a traditional pit builder would get into this market. And here's what I mean. There are... Already lots of pellet cookers out there on the market today. Varying degrees of quality, price points, you name it. Uh, In your area, there aren't, uh, in your particular area, there aren't things that will break. But when you introduce electrics, uh, electronics, augers and controllers, you're introducing items that at some point will fail. Then you need to have that customer service in place to back up the product. 
was the market or the customer base in that much of demand to Pits and Spits saying, hey, we want to have a pellet cooker, or did you decide to bring something to market because you saw the pellet industry itself becoming more and more popular? So it was kind of a mixture of the both in that we we had a, a specific dealer of ours here in town that kept asking us about making a Texas-made pellet grill. And so we said, okay, you know, we'll look into it, start to give it a shot, kind of figure out how that would work. And then this sounds kind of crazy, but like we literally have like a like a, a test version of this product on our floor, you know, a couple of years ago. And this guy walks in, he's literally there to buy like wood or spices or some type of just, you know, add-on or, you know, ancillary product. And so, hey, what is that? And so that's a pellet grill we're working on. Let's go. Is that like a, is that like a Traeger? Um, so shout out to the sponsors on that one. Um, yeah, appreciate is that. that. A, is that like a Traeger? And I said, yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of like that. You know, mechanically it's the same. And he says, okay, uh, how much is it? And I told him what the price was at the time, and he said, okay, I want one. I'm what? Like, really? Did you actually want this thing? And he said, yeah, man, I'm. Um, 65 years old. I've owned one of your smokers for 25 years. Like, it's too damn hot down here for me to go outside every day. Mm. And I said, that kind of makes sense to me. So we we started looking at it and started, you know, thinking about what we could do to make it better and really just make it our own. And, and it took us a, quite a while to, to do that. And we kind of tried, kind of did a soft launch and, it worked great, and we've got, got we've got guys you know all over the country now that have, that have bought into it, and you know like Kevin he meets up in Minnesota, and you know Dan up at Super One in Idaho, and um, I mean it's been been fantastic. So these guys that are like you know really seasoned in that in that market um, kind of gave us a gave us a really strong look and a, a a real quality test run, and and you know let us know that we had a we we're on to something. And so we said, man, let's, let's just go full bore, full bore into this. Cause that's really the only way we do things down here. And we just, we just kind of answered the demand since then. So when you're putting it together, you're going through prototypes and you're getting something that you feel comfortable taking the market. Obviously it probably started out as one and then you probably had ideas of other related models or, or bigger versions, but you start with one. What were the key components or the key features and benefits that you wanted to have integrated into the pits and pit, the pits and spits pellet cooker that either wasn't well, so exist that, i mean easy for me to say right um, but uh, something that maybe wasn't existing out there or that was going to differentiate your pellet cooker so the first thing we did was we found the most popular brand out there and we bought one and looked at it and i was thinking man like this thing I feel like my, at this time, just my offset smoker, you know, our, our offset smoker is so much better than this pellet grill yeah. from, a, from a fuel perspective. And I'm thinking, how do I, how do I make that work? And my foreman, who's a guy who's been with us for, you know, 25 years, walks up and just says, hey, man, we should, you know, we should cut off that electronic part and just put it on our grill, put it on our smoker. And I'm thinking, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and 
that's what we did. <laughs> we we took you know, a pits and spits offset smoker instead of putting a firebox on it, put a put a, a pellet hopper onto it and cooked on it and said, man, this thing performs actually better than what we tested out. And so that's kind of how it started going. And, and what we like about it is that, you know, it's like our, it's our guys building it. It's, it's the same quality, the same, you know, thickness of metal, same paint, same stainless, everything that we do with our offset smokers, but with some technology added to it. Right. So we're, uh, we're not trying to reinvent anything. We're just trying to make what we've done and what the market has and combine them and make it better. So how are you putting in like a, a PID controller and, and what kind of a customer support backup do you have if it fails or somebody doesn't know how to set it right? I mean, you know, people want to pretend like they're real tech savvy, but the minute you put something that's fairly simple electronic in front of them, they become the dumbest people on earth. So how do you back that up? So, so with the with the PID controller, we, we went out and found and you know, just Lee's Roanoke, who is a fantastic controller supplier, um, and they're you know they're based in the U.S. And so we have a great great relationship with those guys. We spent a lot of time programming and tuning a control on the front end for a lot of the kind of non-human errors. I don't know if that makes sense, but you know things that could happen. Um, when you're not there or, you know, not pressing the buttons. And as far as, you know, the, 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 as far as the, uh, you know, support goes, when we, when we talk to talk about like the Wi-Fi, especially, we let people know like, Hey, if you want Wi-Fi, we don't think you need it because it's a, it's a pellet grill, but we do <laughs> offer it. Um, <laughs> if you have questions on it, you know, let us know, shoot us an email, give us a call. We try and check voicemails uh, several times over the weekends, um, and we, you know, I think we do a pretty good job of, as being of being, excuse me, as being responsive as possible to email. Um, we've also had a few guys, ironically, the same guys I mentioned earlier, Kevin and Dan, um, as well, like you know, Dino Dan out in California, who are responding to um, people's questions in our Facebook groups, and so, you know, we, we've got. A lot of a lot of partners in this thing, and a lot of you know great advocates um, across this product set. So, so from a comparability standpoint on the tech, and it does seem you know, for instance, uh, you know, Traeger's obviously a sponsor of my show. They've been very sure. tech heavy and and trying to have a lot of cloud based stuff and a lot of recipes available. Uh, they have the app that you can interact through on your phone. Is that something that you're trying to uh, get? up to or you're not trying to to get to that level where's the competitive there yeah so so we're that's something we're always working towards uh, you know it, it takes time we're, we're obviously much smaller than Traeger. i mean it's this is a uh we're, we we like to like to run lean and mean over here um i think that you know recipes is something we're certainly working towards and having a more uh a more fulsome app, and by that I mean our 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 app works great, and it's got a lot of functions on it. But as far as the recipes, the cook programs, um, you know, kind of a more a lot of you know a more how do I say more community, but you know, forming a community within within the app itself. Those are all things we're working towards, and we're working with Roanoke on making those happen. So we're just a little ways out from those. So we are definitely. Uh, 
definitely you know trying to get those in place. All right, so there's three different size pellet cookers to choose from. Um, you'd mentioned the the big one and the the, the entry model, but there's obviously a, a middle one there as well. What are we um, what are we looking at from a cook space? And let's use like either briskets or, or pork butts so we can get an idea of capacity. Yeah, I'll, I'll tee that one up. Uh, so we usually have this conversation about ten to fifteen times a day. All right, so and, and on, let's make it sixteen. Hit on a point real quick. Yeah, that's right. Uh, to hit on a point that we hit on earlier, uh, when we talk about lead times, one of the things that we've done over the past year is build that dealer network. And what I'll always promote is if, if you've got a dealer in your state, go to them first. Uh, if it turns out that that guy was your high school bully and he scares you, <laughs> then you can come to me. But other than that, we really want people to focus on going to our dealers. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got we've built a really hard, you know, strong group with Eric over at the BBQ HQ in uh, Semi Valley, Rob Fox on the East Coast, Harry Saw Shop down in uh, uh, Augusta. But on the sizes with the Maverick 850, what you're going to get is you're going to get seven and ten gauge carbon steel on the barrel. You're going to get 7 and 10 gauge, 304 stainless on the hood, fully welded construction. I know, I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm going through the process. He wanted to show, he's going to get the show. Right. Uh, and so as far as cooking space is concerned, on 850, I can do three packer briskets. Uh, we're not doing flats. We don't do points in Texas. It's going to be a full packer. Yep. On a 1250, you can do about six packers, and on a on a 2000, I have done nine, wow. and I probably had room for about three more. Really? Yeah. So we're I mean, we're talking it's like 15 big, to 16 pound briskets or so. They uh, all nine of them were between 12 and 15 pounds wow. trimmed. Okay, that's pretty uh, pretty huge capacity. Yeah, it's a fat boy. He likes to eat. Uh, pellet hopper capacity. Thirty-five pounds on the hopper. Does have a hopper empty chute on the back. You've got the PID controller with the intelligent meat probe. Uh, as far as pellet consumption, you know, with if you're smoking, if you're in smoking tents, you're going to burn probably about a pound, maybe one point one five an hour smoking. Uh, that's also going to play into ambient temperature, right? If you're some of these guys up north that like to go out in sub-zero weather and, and cook, it's going to chew some pellets. Um, that's a lot of steel to heat up. But if you're in moderate climates, you're looking at about a pound an hour. Um, from temperature a, range. I was just going to say, on the hood, is it like a dual wall or something like that? Or would you suggest using no, uh, a welder's blanket? No, the, the magic is going to be in that you got a 10-gauge deflector plate over the burn cup, and then you've got a 10-gauge drip pan inside of it. So those, they're carbon steel. We don't use stainless. So those act as extremely good heat sinks, and it absorbs that heat, and it radiates it throughout the pit. Um, as far as the hood is concerned, it's 7 and 10-gauge 304 stainless. It does a really nice job to radiate the heat back in. Not necessarily the best heat sink, which is good just in case you touch it. It will burn the hell out of you. Mm. 
from a competition standpoint, uh, are you finding that some of the guys, whether they be through IBCA or KCBS or FBA, are using your pellet cookers in competition right now? We are getting more teams involved with it. We got a guy up in uh, Lubbock that has won a couple of competitions with it. He won San Antonio with it, I believe. Uh, we had a local uh, – Several local guys. Yeah, several local, local guys. Grant Pinkerton, who owns Pinkerton's Barbecue, uh, used it at Rodeo. Uh, a fellow named Brian Morgan with the uh, – I'm going to miss it. I'm going to mess it up, but the Brush Country Cookers, they used three of ours on it. And on their 2000, we did a little custom work, and they were able to put in about 46 racks of ribs on it. Wow. Huge. Um, not the most fun time to cook that many from a, from a saucing standpoint, <laughs> but you were feeding the masses, and it's rodeo. Nobody cares. Right. You know, there are three sheets to win by that time anyways. Um, and then, yeah, so we've got quite a few – comp team starting to look at it uh warranties and care instructions for those yeah so the objective is to build a product that you don't have to call me about but if you do uh it's going to be a 10-3-1 on the warranty 10 years on the barrel from manufacturer defect if you build a fire inside the barrel that voids the warranty uh three year on the controller one year on the parts and uh, again what was the the relative lead time for those? Uh, if you're going direct and you, you've checked, you know, if you're not in an area where we have a dealer that's Correct. carrying inventory, and most of them do, uh, it's typically going to be three to four weeks direct. All right. And are, I mean, is it a constant build-out for dealer network? I mean, you talk to one company and, hey, we just want to pull either direct through the Internet or uh, go on Amazon, and then the next guy wants to go out and, build a network of you know those fireplace and uh, barbecue and grilling shops so they can teach the owners and then they can also in turn teach the end user to uh, i guess in the end you're looking to uh, reduce any returns through education and taking away those questions that you know because people have no patience anymore they don't know understand something and then they're like off oh, f it well we'll just return it uh this kind of takes the the guesswork out of it when you're pulling through dealers versus just online correct yeah, and, and most of our dealers, we go through a vetting process, right? It, it's not just call up and say, hey, I want to order 10 pits. We're, we're going to have some conversations with these guys. They're going to be uh, educated. They're going to have good business sense. My, my number one rule is to do good business. And they're going to be – they're going to know their customer base, which is why I prefer the dealer network, Right. I have no clue what the people in Yonkers want versus Houston. Um, so I, I definitely prefer that. Um, as far as, and, and I think that, you know, at, at our price point, we tend to attract the more educated, uh, you know, customer or consumer that these guys are these guys have done a ton of work on their end to understand you know what they're buying and what they're what they're investing in and they tend to also know who their who their dealer options are around us but i'll also say from a, from a dealer perspective you know our, our dealers are guys that like they know the product set they know the market they buy into it and every one of those guys that do that they succeed and like it 
they're fun, they're really fun to have around. If that makes sense. I mean, it's, yeah. I feel like I'm kind of cheesing it up because it probably sounds like I'm trying to make a lot of our dealers feel better, but I <laughs> sincerely mean that. They're like they they make our lives a lot easier, and and they uh, kind of feel like our coworkers as opposed to our dealers. It's Pits and Spits, and the website is pitsandspits.com. Check them out. They got the offsets and, of course, the pellet cookers that we were just talking about here during this segment. It's Ryan and Coy. Guys, really appreciate the time tonight. Thanks so much for doing it. Thanks for having us. Ryan. appreciate it. You got it. There they are, Pits and Spits. I said it without screwing up that time. Thank goodness. All guests appear via the Traeger Grills hotline. Just took a Mm -hmm. screenshot of it. Like it. Yummy. So if you are in the market for a brand new barbecue pit and you're looking for something offset and something that has been around for a while, Pits and Spits, certainly synonymous with a longstanding tradition and uh, some of the more revered offset cookers out there in its 30-plus years, but now uh, offering into the pellet cooker market. You know, it still seems a little odd that the offset guys want to get in to the pellet line, but from a business perspective, I mean, if you can make it, make it competitive and worthwhile, makes perfect sense. Hey, speaking of pellet cookers, let's do it. Let's talk about Traeger. That's right. Behind every great meal is a great grill, but not just any grill, a Traeger grill. And the Timberline is Traeger's most advanced grill yet. It allows you to grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, barbecue like a pro, no matter what your level, thanks to the incredible wood fire taste. Seriously, you don't know flavor till you're cooking with it. Traeger grills use all-natural hardwood pellets, so you're actually cooking with flavor. From low and slow smoked ribs to a seared steak, even a baked apple pie. That's right, Traegers can handle it all. The Traeger Timberline makes it even easier thanks to the Wi-Fi capability. You can check on your cooks and kick up temperatures. Also, set custom cook cycles. Find a Traeger at a local Traeger dealer or check them out online at TraegerGrills.com. That's TraegerGrills.com. Last but not least, if you're looking to beef up the barbecue game, Traeger shop classes are going coast to coast, bringing barbecue knowledge and amazing wood-fired food everywhere they go. Taught by professional pitmasters, you'll take home all the skills you need to reach barbecue glory. Find a shop class near you today or sign up at TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. That's TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. And we are back to wrap the show. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you've found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Coy and Ryan from Pits and Spits for joining me last segment. Again, pitsandspits.com is their website. And check them out to learn a little bit more about their product. Hope you like the story and the in-depth dive on the products. Hey, all the way back in the first hour, we talked with Stephen Reichland, Barbecue Hall of Famer, and Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Famer, recently inducted as early as the last hour. We also talked with David Marks, Operation Barbecue Relief, talking about their two deployments in Florida and a new deployment going out in Texas as they are starting to flood out right now. OperationBBQRelief.org. That's OperationBBQRelief.org. 
smash the donate button and give till it hurts. Really good things are happening over there. Operation BBQRelief.org. And then in the second hour, Pits and Spits, Ryan and Coy. That's pitsandspits.com. Check them out. Big show planned for you next week, as always. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host, Greg Rempe, saying good night now.